Oh, trendsetters, welcome to episode 693 of the Train Smooth Podcast. My name is Tim Egg, and if you have a question for the show, jump on through to the website, trainsmooth.com, or send me through an email, tim at trainsmooth.com, follow my training at coonavirus.com. Now, a little while ago, I mentioned that I my I made my aero position on the time trial bike uh, more aggressive, and I, I felt like a little kid giggling and all that because I couldn't hold the position any longer than for like five minutes at a time, uh, and before I'd start getting sore and stiff and tight and crap, and it was significantly more aggressive than what I'm used to. And it, even though it was like a well over a year in the making to get myself into that position. And so I've been half-heartedly trying to adapt to that position um, with most of the riding being done indoors. So the, when I'm, most of the rides that I've done outside have been on, have been on my road bike. But so, so it has been a half-hearted attempt. But... I've kind of got it, if I'm riding um, easy to moderate effort, um, I, I can be in that position for about an hour, but then I've got to sit up and stretch, so I'm still trying to get used to it. Under load, I'm, I'm still, I could, you know, if I sat at tempo or um, threshold, um, I'm, I can be in there for about seven, eight minutes, ten minutes tops. Um VO2 work I'm, I'm in there for maybe you know a minute or two um, so it's something I've re- I'm been struggling with and if I, if you looked at it on um, on a photo or video or whatever you think oh, it doesn't I've seen more aggressive than that that's nothing um, but it feels a lot more aggressive than me and I and I, I like the feel that how aggressive it is and and people can say to you and, and have said to me, um, well, that's all good and well until you, you know, you've got to, you've got to hold that for, you know, for, for 180 kilometers and then you've got to run off the bike with it. We, we all know that. And your body will adapt if you give it the time and sometimes the flexibility work or the strength work to go into to those positions. But anyway, um, something had to give. I... I I didn't want to give up on this position because I just love it so much. And so um, I needed new elbow pads. I'm thinking that if I replace the pads, elbow pads, I, I'm and get to something a lot more comfortable. Um, I, th- I think I think I'm in for you know for a winner. And so I, w- I wanted those tri rig um, elbow pads. And because you know being in, uh, under the Australian dollar, which is bloody crapped its pants. Um, they're, they're quite expensive. Quite expensive those tri rig pad, um, elbow pads for the TT bikes. Um, just because the Australian dollar sucks, and so I just yeah, jump on AliExpress and you're trying to find rip off versions of that. You no, know, no, no, and you think, God, I really want these tri rigs, and so you jump on bloody. Maybe I can make a pair. It's similar. So you jump on YouTube. How can you, how can you you know make crap with carbon fiber? And you think, oh, okay, that's that's a little bit bit above my my abilities and skills. And so I t- bring my mate up, who is a carbon fiber guy, and he says, yeah, I could probably whip something up for you, mate. God, I'll whip something up for you, cobber. But it's you know there's going to be several months worth of wait because he's got jobs coming at the wazoo. And so I thought, 
fuck it. I'm going to get the mothballs out of my pocket. And, and so I brought these tri-rig um, cups with a scoop on the back that you, where you can just put your elbow straight into. And I tell you what, what a game changer. I, I, I put these straight onto the bike. I sat, sat, them, sat onto it nicely and I thought, oh, God, that feels comfortable. And I've got to go for a ride. And so I went for a nice hilly ride. No, not too far, just, you know, a 40k hilly ride. And um, I, actually, I felt like, it would be, you know, it was just more comfortable being in that aero position than what I was sitting up. It was just beautiful. Right, able to ride up 4 or 5% inclines without hopping out of the aero position where I couldn't do that before. Um, not even in my old position. Um, it was just massive game changer and i was umming and ahhing whether i should get the ones with the scoop on the back to so i can put my elbow in nicer and i thought oh i don't know but then i i ended up getting getting that one but tell you what they're ugly as hell but geez they're comfortable they're massive but yeah very nice i'm I was completely surprised on how I, I did think they were going to be comfortable, and I did think they were going to be a game changer because of all the reviews and stuff I'd heard and read and seen. Um, but I couldn't find any secondhand, couldn't find rip-off versions of them anywhere. But um, got the mothballs out of the pocket and purchased them, and massive, massive improvement for that aero position. So uh, yeah, it was like huge, huge game changer. Anyway. Today's question comes from Adam, and Adam sent his question through to uh, he sent it through to trainsmooth.com. And what Adam did is he typed in on his little Google machine, trainsmooth.com. He clicked on on the home page where it says submit your questions. He clicked on that bad boy and he started typing away. He wrote, "Mate, zone two running and cycling in the eighty twenty model is a large and wide area of power slash pace." Let's discuss running pace today. If running threshold if running threshold is 4:30 pace, the 80/20 model has zone two at 5:57 to 5:11 pace. Uh, when when uh, when I plan prescribed in zone two is is the aim to be running in the middle of the range, say 5:32 pace, the faster end 5:11 kilometers or slower end. Uh, why is the range so large? I don't think I. Easy for me to read. I don't think it's made clear at what end of zone two we should be at. It's sold to be a base spoke based on threshold pace. However, I find it generic when the when the range is so wide. Agreed. Or do you have other thoughts, or should I be following a different model with a tighter targets? If so, what model is that? So, polarized training. That's it depends greatly on what you're targeting. Um, at at a quick glance, um, to polarize training is really good for some things. Okay, in other things, I not optimal in other things. In my opinion, other people just swears by it. Um, I, I do have some athletes where it's very much polarized training. Um, I have other athletes where we avoid polarized training, like the plague. I have other athletes where they'll be doing polarized training, then we'll switch to more per, um, per, 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 uh, easy for me to say. Uh, per, per, <laughs> 
pyramidal to form of training. Then we go back to polarized training. Um, and so, um, so, so that's, we'll get that bit out of the way. So you're doing the 80, 20, um, at first I would say when we're talking running, um, I would not prescribe it to pace, um, too much when when you're looking at pace you, you take away the meta, metabolic um, costs uh, or, or thoughts um, and and that's exactly what zone two is it's um, it's you know developing your mitochondria function so to speak um, it, so you're in that fat metabolism area it's you um as, as you're crossing over to into other zones you're you're you know using fats for fuels goes down your carbohydrate goes up um so i would be when it, so we're talking running i would not run i would not be targeting pace i would be targeting heart rate for for this um you'd probably get a lot more out of that than than doing doing it via pace and there's a few few things a few things the reasoning for this a um pace is hard to control for you got uphills you got downhills you got um footpaths that goes up and down into driveways and crosses and crisses and bloody headwinds and tailwinds and you know there's a lot that can manipulate it um if you train to heart rate for zone two um your can keep it keep it at that within that zone no matter what your pace is doing um and it it also depends on you know we see um and, and this will go back to why you shouldn't be training to pace in my opinion if you have um you know your your fatigue your glycogen um your, your glycogen um God, I'm all tongue twisted here. Your, your glycogen storage um, is depleted. Um, your heart rate's probably going to be going through the roof. It, uh, um, if you're, um, if it's hot, if it, you know fatigue's really set in, um, the, running at a certain pace, you might be running threshold, um, and you're thinking you're in zone two when in fact you're actually not. So that's why I'd be sticking with um, heart rate. You can do the exact same training program um, that's recommended there, um, but just for that zone two work, I would be sticking sticking with heart rate and uh, and or power. If you've got a run power meter, you can um, use that if you if you like. But when it comes to um, you're right, zone there, you know you got zone one, zone two is generally a pretty big area. Um, and and training at the bottom of zone two versus training at top end of zone two are really really different feelings. Um, one one can be quite quite challenging and tough, um, but your that mitochondria um, development is um, what kind of what you're targeting more more or less, and. It, you know, it's, uh, if you look at what Sam Lalo, Sam Lalo, um, Pogacar, they they run on the exact same system. Um, they, they they'll do um, day day they'll run on like a three day system. Um, day one's generally um, zone two, 
Day two is um, a glottogenic dependent session, so threshold or VO2, um, that you know that kind of type of work. Day three is more of a, an easy recovery day, and then they just kind of repeat that cycle. Um, one's a Tour de France winner, one's now uh, an Ironman World Champion <laughs> um, winner. So two different sports, but they're using the same same th- theory, same thought pattern. There's um, now Pogacar's coach, uh, Sam Mellon, um, if you YouTube him and type in Zone 2, he goes into spectacular details on what, how, why and when, uh, you know, targeting type 1 muscle fibres and um, type 2, and he goes right into it. Gets very nerdy, but that's right up my alley. Um, but it, yeah, I would be worth worth having having a listen to to that. Um, so if you were to target um, heart rate now for for me, um, my zone two, I'd, I've done uh, with lactate testing, so I get my zone two pr- pretty close to being accurate. Um, so my for running, it's one forty one forty seven beats a minute. So I'll try and, if I'm feeling good, I'll try and target that 145. So I'm just hovering under it um, to get the most out of it. If if I'm, you know, feeling not, you know, eh, I'm not feeling good, I'm not feeling bad or whatever, I'll hang around that 140. If, I, if I'm not comfortable with any one of that, it just becomes an easy run then. Um, and who gives a crap um, how low my heart rate goes. But if if... If you want to get the most out of it, you hover just under the top end of zone zone two. For for me, for the bike, it's one forty two beats a minute. Um, le- you know, less muscle mass it's required for cycling, and so I'll I'll hover just under at or just under one forty. So I'm I'm hovering just under the top end of end end of that. Easy easy to do on the you know when riding outdoors it becomes a lot harder when riding indoors. That so if, if I can give myself a window of one thirty five to one forty when indoors, outdoors I'll try and be at the top end of that one forty mark. But yeah, um, and then when I'm doing see I, I when I do um, I you know I say I don't do co I, I don't coach the paces. And I'm sure a couple of athletes that I'm I coach just said out loud, but you've given me paces this week. If I do give athletes paces, it's purely because I don't want them. They've they I don't want them to go over that generally. Um, so I'll give them a pace because I'm worried that you know I say I'll do let's say um, four thirty pace for X amount of minutes. It's. I've done that because in the past they've done three forty pace, and I'm worried about injuries, um, or I'm worried that they're not actually going fast enough, that they're they're sandbagging the sessions. So instead of saying, you know, I bet they're going to do five twenty, but I reckon that I reckon that's you know I reckon they should be closer to that five. Then I'll say aim for that five if if you're feeling good. So, so, so that's that's generally it. But within final surge, which is I coach most most athletes on final surge or today's plan is I coach a, coach a few on today's plan. Um, you, you've got option where you, whether you can put a whole zone in there. I I will never put a whole zone in that. Um, 
well, very, 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 very rarely will I put a whole zone in, in that, even if it's VO2. Um, I would generally have a narrow narrow window on, on that athlete, and that will depend what they've done the day before, um, what their work-life balance is, and what's coming up in the days ahead. It depends on what... So, for instance... Um, that you know the so-called zone two. I generally call it a moderate effort ride um, or a moderate effort run. So for the ride, for for instance, I might be getting them to be hovering between the um, 65% and 69% of FTP. So the so we're at that fat max effort around that close to close to or hovering just under that area. So it's not exact because we haven't got a lab to. Um, to be fully testing but we're in that ballpark of that fat max area and so they get the the most out of that training anyway i think i'm um either gibbering too much or i'm um, confusing the situation but yeah switch sw- switch the heart rate for zone two work you or, or uh, another form of doing it is just nasal breathe mate yeah and let let that uh, moderate effort and nasal breathing and that will put you in ballpark figure but anyway if you guys have any other tra- any other questions tim at trainsmooth.com until next episode hooroo